Today is Wednesday, June 7th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. It's been a while since Representative George Anthony DeVolder Santos was our lead story, but today we have a treat. Like with all Santos lore, it requires some context. Starting with his recent indictment on 13 sundry corruption charges in New York last month. At the time of his arraignment, Santos was released on a $500,000 bond that was co-signed by three anonymous individuals. Naturally, people were curious who these three mystery co-signers were, and why they were willing to put up approximately $166,000 each to ensure the freedom of George Santos. Several news outlets have now filed requests with the court to unseal the names of the bond's co-signers. And in response, Santos's lawyer has urged the judge to deny the request, claiming that Santos would, quote, rather surrender to pretrial detainment, aka jail, than subject the individuals to what will inevitably come by publicly identifying them. I mean, I can understand they might be willing to go to jail rather than associate with George Santos, but the other way around, something is up here. Yesterday, a federal judge issued a ruling that temporarily blocks portions of the recently passed law in Florida that bans transgender minors from receiving puberty blockers. The judge's opinion included a statement that, quote, gender identity is real, though it only narrowly applies to the three children whose parents sued the state of Florida so that they could continue receiving gender-affirming treatment, which I should add has been available in the U.S. for more than a decade and is endorsed by major medical associations. Given the specificity of this ruling as applied to these three children only, Governor DeSantis' office issued a statement emphasizing that the law will continue to be enforced for all other minors in Florida. Rest assured, your governor has not given up on his promise to make miserable the lives of high schoolers whom he's never met. The PGA Tour has agreed to merge with its former rival golf tournament, the Live Golf League, which is owned by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. So this is really a foreign policy story. The agreement to merge comes after both entities filed antitrust claims against each other, alleging anti-competitive practices, which had initially caused a delay, though this deal will end all of that pending litigation. The response to the news of the deal has been very much mixed, with numerous PGA players claiming to have been blindsided by the deal, and also highly concerned about the human rights abuses of Liv's ownership, the Saudis. There was further criticism of PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan, who just last year talked about knowing people who lost loved ones on 9-11 and called the Live Golf League a, quote, irrational threat that is not concerned with the return on investment or true growth of the game. Then yesterday, Monahan said, quote, I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. Anytime I said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. The Sheena Shea defense. For today's final two stories, we have the scary weather report. A few weeks ago, it was reported that smoke from wildfires in Canada was affecting air quality in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, which has not gone away and is now prompting air quality alerts that affect tens of millions of people. The wildfire smoke is now spreading across the Midwest, Ohio Valley, Northeast, and Mid-Atlantic, with New York City and Toronto ranked as the cities with the second and sixth worst air quality and pollution in the world and even for those places that didn't make it into the top 10. 
Air quality measurements are the worst on record for many of those cities. Personal worsts, you could call them. In a completely unrelated story, insurance giants Allstate and State Farm have announced that they will no longer issue new home insurance policies in California due to climate risks. California has faced over 7,000 wildfires per year for the past five years, and State Farm further cited historic increases in construction costs that are outpacing inflation, as well as a challenging reinsurance market. The change won't affect current holders of property insurance or those with personal auto insurance. But you know things are bad when an insurance company is choosing to exit the fifth largest market in the world. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.